Hello, welcome to Gen Z 76ers. I'm Chris D'Ambrosio, your host, and I will be going over the latest stats, breakdowns, recaps, and drama for the Philadelphia 76ers. Get ready for episode four, where I will be joined by a 76ers expert, Justin Hershey, who was actually at the first game of the 76ers-Wizards playoff matchup, and he will be giving us a first-hand perspective on the series. If you want to become a true expert on the Philadelphia 76ers, then you came to the right place. Today is a great day for a cheesesteak and Philly basketball. Uh, so as I mentioned, today we are joined by a close friend of mine, Justin Hershey. Justin was the captain of the Episcopal Academy basketball team, an extremely reputable team that has had NBA players Gerald Henderson and Wayne Ellington on it. And as a great player himself, Justin has a greater appreciation for the nuances and details that go into basketball. And as I mentioned, uh, he knows everything about the 76ers, uh, basically every player, stat, etc., and right now, Justin is a rising senior at Vanderbilt and does some podcasting himself. So thanks for being on, Justin. Uh, maybe you can uh, start by just talking a little bit about uh, your podcasting at uh, Vanderbilt, too. Yeah, thanks so much for having me, Chris. Great to, great to talk Sixers, especially after a good win yesterday. Um, as you mentioned, yes, I'm a rising senior, can't believe it, at Vanderbilt um, already. Um, I'm actually the sports editor for the Vanderbilt Hustler, our school newspaper down there. So do a fair amount of covering uh, the Vanderbilt Commodores, which can be um, can come with some uh, some hardship, not not the best in some of those main sports, but it's coming down the stretch in baseball season here, so we'll be covering a lot of baseball. Um, if any Vanderbilt fans are listening, so yeah, I do that podcast for uh, for the Vanderbilt Hustler, our Vanderbilt Hustler Sports Thirty podcast. Um, so really looking forward to talking some Sixers ball today. Yeah, that's awesome, Justin. Um, cool. So let's get started. So you were at. You were at the first game of the 76ers-Wizards uh, playoff game. So what was it like to just be back at a live NBA game, especially during the playoffs? Yeah, it was incredible. Really lucky to be there yesterday. And I think I had two main realizations when I kind of took my seat uh, before the game yesterday. And I think the first one was, wow, I haven't been around ten or 11,000 people since December 2019, probably the last game I went to um, a couple of years ago. And my second realization was, wow, Joel Embiid is still 7'2", because it just strikes me every time I see him how big that dude is. He is a monster. And obviously watching him on TV this year, I've kind of noticed he's slimmed down, but it's evident when you see him in person as well. He's in really good shape um, and obviously really showed that yesterday. And I think it was only about 11K in the stadium, I believe, yesterday, and I think they're going to go to 100% in about two, three weeks. But it felt like way more, and I think the players would agree. It was it was rocking down there and uh, fantastic atmosphere. I'd say, you know, down the stretch in the third quarter, the Sixers made a really good run, some really good defense, and, and they really went on a good run and went up seven on a big Seth Curry three late in that quarter, and the crowd just erupted. It was just like I remember the Heat series two years ago or the Raptors series uh, two years ago. So, so fun to get that atmosphere back in Philly. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure, and I think – I think Philly especially is a, is a team and a place that has a serious home court advantage compared to like other, other cities that might not be as, uh, not have as passionate of fans, we can say. So I think especially a place like Philly, that home, home court advantage is even more crucial with that energy in uh, Wells Fargo. So that must have been a really cool experience. So starting with the Sixers, uh, who would you say played, I know Tobias Harris uh, scored 28 points in the first half, which was uh, not expected at all. Would you say he was probably the best player for the Sixers in that game, or would you say another player? Yeah, I think it was definitely Harris. I think watching that first quarter, Sixers fans definitely got nervous with Joel Embiid getting into some foul trouble, right? And 
we can argue about whether those were some softer calls, but generally all game, the reps were calling it a little softer, which is, is what it is. And so once Embiid went out, I was really looking for who was going to take over on the offensive end. Um, and it was certainly Tobias Harris. I think the Wizards switched a lot uh, of screens and it got Tobias Harris in some really good mismatches that he really took advantage of. Obviously the Wizards are not a team with great front court depth. Westbrook and Beal in the backcourt, that's kind of their strong suit. And so Alex Len, um, Davis Bertans, uh, Robin Lopez, those guys aren't fantastic rim, rim protectors. And so Harris was able to get downhill, find his spots and really punish those, uh, those guys and finish over them really impressively. So that was huge. And then Ben Simmons, I think, was kind of the jackknife that he is um, on both ends of the floor. He was a plus 18 in the box score, 15 assists, 15 rebounds. I think only four other players have ever done that in a playoff game, 15 rebounds, 15 assists. So that was something interesting um, that I found. But he really was fantastic, especially at the defensive end. Um, they started him on Westbrook, and he guarded Westbrook most of the game. They kind of platooned Danny Green and Matisse Thibel on Bradley Beal, but I thought he really shut down Westbrook. I mean, Westbrook was 7-17. He had six turnovers. Uh, he was frustrated all game. He was talking to the refs after every timeout. It seemed like exhausting, uh, exhausting the refs. So I thought Simmons was huge, and then Joel really brought it home. He had 10 or 12 fourth-quarter points, um, hit a few of his patented mid-range step-back type, uh, type of shots, and that's what you want out of your star player. So those three guys were, were really impressive, obviously. Cool, thank you. And so those were some guys who played really well. Uh, who would you say underperformed in this game for the Sixers? I think moving forward, the bench is going to be the biggest question for the Sixers. I, th- I thought they got really subpar bench play um, basically all day, especially in the first quarter and second quarter um, when they really needed it with Embiid on the bench. So I think that's going to be the question moving forward. You got to love what Dwight Howard brings in terms of energy and in terms of activity. Um, he hits the glass really hard. You know, he can be erratic at times, commit some bad fouls. So thought he was good at, in stretches. I didn't think it was one of Thibel's best games. He always has a good uh, impact on the defensive end, not as physical as maybe a Ben Simmons would be uh, matching up with, with Bradley Beal. So Beal kind of got in the paint a little bit on him. Um, and then Shake Milton, I'd like to see his minutes go down in favor of Tyrese Maxey. I'll tell you the biggest probably crowd roar was when Tyrese Maxey stepped into the, into the game in that second quarter, and he got a bucket right away, which was, which was awesome. He's a fan favorite already, um, which is just so cool how, how, how Philly fans embrace those late first-round, early second-round picks. So I'd like to see him get some more minutes. I think he can add um, a bit of shot creation. George Hill was solid off the bench, um, but Furkan Korkmaz came in and bricked a few three-pointers. Um, so they're going to need guys to spell Tobias Harris and uh, and Seth Curry and Danny Green as the season as the playoffs wear on um, because you know Joel only played 30 minutes yesterday but that was mostly because of foul trouble he's not going to be able to do that um, in future series uh, as we move along here so they're going to need some bench help um, and and hopefully some of those guys are are up for the challenge. Yeah, I I, I agree with you about. Um having Maxi get more minutes over Milton. I think he, especially in the playoffs, he provides an energy. Milton's kind of like, you know, he's kind of goes pretty slow. He doesn't really have much of a pace to his game, which is effective at times, but I think especially in the playoffs, uh, Maxi uh, can unleash some energy and uh, a good scoring option. And uh, especially with this bench, I think, especially the Sixers bench, you're like selecting and choosing which guys, okay, uh, Tybal provides great defense, but then his offense is kind of a liability. Uh, Whereas um, say like, uh, Maxi, his offense is his offense is great. Defense definitely can use improvement. Um, so you're kind of just finding that balance. What you need at the time in the stretch, do you want 
Um, you want to create defense in the final two minutes, uh, kind of figuring out that balance, I think. Yeah, I completely agree. I think also what you saw the Wizards do is they really um, staggered Russell Westbrook and Bradley Beal um, after they first subbed out. And so what that did was keep one of them on the floor at all times. And if one of those guys is on the floor matching up against some of our bench, uh, some of the Sixers bench guys, that's going to be a problem. And so, you know, Matisse Thibel is going to have to step up. Tyrese and Shake are going to have to create in the backcourt. I don't see Furkan getting a ton of minutes moving forward um, just because he's been out of the lineup. He's been inconsistent. So it'll be interesting to see how they kind of deal with um, the Wizards platooning both Bradley Beal and uh, Russ Westbrook. Oh, that's great. You had touched on this before. Uh, I'm going to talk a little bit about Ben Simmons. Um, So you mentioned and he put up, uh, he had, what, six points, 15 rebounds, 15 assists. A lot, he gets a lot of criticism for uh, not scoring enough and kind of everyone saying, well, in the regular season, that's fine. But in the playoffs, he's going to have to step up and score more. Um, do you think, do you agree with that? Or do you think his leadership, his defensive abilities and his facilitating are enough to kind of fill his role? I think it really depends on how the defense uh, reacts to him. Uh, Washington is not a strong defensive team. And so he's really able to set up teammates much better. He's able to set up uh, Seth Curry and Danny Green much better but I think as you move all along in the playoffs, um, there's going to be better wings. Uh, Washington does not have a good set of wings. Again, it's just backcourt strength. Once you face some better defensive wings, I really think that Simmons, is, Seth Curry and Danny Green are going to be more um, heavily guarded. They're not going to be able to get off shots as easily. And, and Ben Simmons is going to have a mismatch. He's guaranteed to have a mismatch basically every night, considering he's usually guarded by guards. So I think that he's got to be aggressive in getting downhill. And I actually was impressed early in the game. He had two or four points right off the bat off of takes to the rim. Uh, I think he might've had a put back. Um, He had that put back slam dunk, which was really nice. I really want to see more of that. He's so good on defense. He's so good setting up teammates. We know this, but I really think for this team to win a championship, he's going to need to be aggressive downhill because if he is, it's going to draw defenders. um, And, I want to see him dunk the ball. Like he's yeah. six foot ten. He he went up a few times on uh, after rebounds, uh, soft, and th- there's no reason for that. He's he's six ten. He's really athletic. He can finish over guys. So I want to see kind of that determination a little bit out of him. But certainly off the bat, matching up with a guy like Russell Westbrook, it it, it was a good showing from Ben last night. Cool. That's great. And so the Sixers did win, but the Wizards showed they should not be taken lightly. I mean, it was by no means a blowout win, and they were actually down at halftime. And um, what do you think serves as the biggest challenge in the next few games against this team? And what do you think the Sixers can do to uh, prepare for, for these next few games? Yeah, I mean, for the Wizards, it, it all starts and ends with Westbrook and Beal. I think Beal is going to get his every night, no matter what. Um, and he did that all season, average 30, 30 plus. So really limp you're not going to stop him you're going to you can try to limit him I thought he got some really good looks in the first half that he missed so that was kind of fortunate for the Sixers Uh, but he was aggressive in that third quarter and uh, took the ball to the rim really well which was impressive but one thing the Sixers did do a good job of limiting his threes I think he only had maybe one or two threes the whole game and that's that's huge because giving up layups um, contested layups is one thing but giving up three after three to Bradley Beal is going to really hurt on the scoreboard so I thought that was good, and I think that's not going to be easy to keep up. Um, so that's a big challenge. And, and like I kind of mentioned before, Simmons, it seems like it's just going to match up with Westbrook and try to take him out of the game, and I thought he did a good job of that yesterday. I think Russ can get some crazy baskets around the rim in the paint, stuff like that, um, can dish a little bit. But 
if Ben can really limit his offensive production um, to, you know, 15 points, this Wizards team is going to struggle to win. So I think it starts with those two guys. Davis Bertans was solid. He came off a couple screens and hit some threes. He's such a liability elsewhere on the court that he doesn't concern me too, too much. I think the key is don't let Westbrook and Beal combine for 50, 60, 70 points, because if that happens, you know, this Wizards team can put up 120, 130, 140, um, and they've shown an ability to do that this year, but they'll also surrender those points. So I think holding those two guys in somewhat check um, is the key and forcing those guys into turnovers as well. Westbrook and Beal both had six um, yesterday, and I think that's, that's really huge. So the other thing is, Westbrook and Beal both played 40-plus minutes yesterday. So keep grinding them down. Keep making them run. That's going to wear them out. And as we've seen, Brad Beal is already dealing with a bit of a nagging injury. Continue that, and uh, the Sixers should be all right. Yeah, I, I agree. And I think this, I think that first game actually might have been the most competitive game that we might see. Um, a lot of times the team or the opposing team comes in uh, feisty. They're trying to play very aggressive and test the Sixers. But I think after that, uh, Sixers are going to plan and if not a sweet, I think it's going to be, I think they're going to win in five games, uh, the Sixers. Would, do you have a take on that? Yeah, I think five is, um, five is a safe bet. I definitely think five is a safe bet. I think they come out in game two and blow them out because, you know, the Sixers hadn't played in seven or eight or nine days maybe, um, and the Wizards obviously came off the play-in tournament, so they were a little fresher. And I think you saw that in the Sixers' three-point shooting in the first half. There were a lot of shots short. A lot of people's legs looked a little you know, a little tired. They were just getting back into the flow of things. And then you saw Seth and Danny hit a couple in the second half. So I think it's a blowout in game two. I'll stick with the Sixers in four personally. I think going back to Washington down 2-0 with a banged up Bradley Beal and Russell Westbrook probably playing 43, 44 minutes in game two as well. I don't see this getting past five for sure. So I think your your bet's safe. Um, and, you know, you never know when they could steal a game and get hot. Brad Beal can really get hot. So I think four, but Let's hope for not more than five. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And let's not assume, but say the Sixers do win this series. Um, who do you want for their matchup next between the Knicks and the Hawks? Yeah, it's a tough call. Um, I really, that game was epic last night. I mean, the, the Knicks and the Hawks and Trey Young really showed how good he can be both in the paint and out. I, I go back and forth. I think if you play the Knicks, I do think they win the series. I think they win either series personally. But I think the Knicks series is probably a little more competitive. Um, the Knicks have, are just so good on defense that they're going to, you know, create some good matchups, uh, some bad matchups for the Sixers, excuse me. And, and Thibodeau is a really good defensive coach. So I think it could be a really sloppy, ugly, kind of stressful series for the Sixers. Um, but I do think they win it. The Hawks are so young. I, I don't see them dealing with the Sixers too well. I think you think about the Sixers a couple of years ago when they played the Celtics in the second round and that's kind of a similar feel I think for the for the Hawks they surged late in the year they got up to a four or five seed and now they're gonna probably win this series I have them winning I'm gonna fizzle out in that second round so I do think the better opponent for the Sixers is the Hawks but I do think um, either way the Sixers should be able to take care of business just based on um, the star power that that they have compared to those two teams yep that's that's great and I think the Sixers have a I don't want to jinx it but I think they have a relatively easy path into the Eastern Conference Finals and um, which will be the furthest they've if they do make it the furthest they've gotten in in a while how would you compare this 76ers team to teams you've seen in the past few years that kind of haven't been able to get the job done um, now that Kawhi shot which 
that was something else. Just overall, um, it seems like this year there might be a slightly different, there, there might be an X factor that wasn't there in previous years. Would you agree with that? And how would you compare the teams? Yeah, I think you have this year you have an MVP candidate, and I think that's the biggest difference. I think you basically go into every game knowing you have the best player on the floor, um, and I don't think you could have said that the last couple of years. Obviously, in that Raptors series, you couldn't with Kawhi Leonard on that team. Um, I think last year, last year was a mess. Sim- Simmons being out, the team didn't gel, um, things like that. So I don't think last year is indicative of, you know, how far this team has come since the beginning of the process. Um, but it's a team with star power that a lot of teams don't have. Um, you, you got two 20-point scorers in Embiid and, and Tobias Harris. You've got elite three-point shooting uh, in Seth Curry, and even Danny Green's shot the ball really well this year. And then you have a top three defensive player in the league. So you have, you know, this team is, what, 25-5 and five when all starters play, all, ten, all five starters play, um, and that's, that speaks for itself. So I think every game you're going into it, probably with the better starting lineup, you have an MVP candidate and a defensive player of the year candidate. You have a great coach. And I think this season we've seen how much Doc Rivers has impacted Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid and how much more he's gotten out of those two guys um, than maybe Brett Brown has in the last couple of years. So I think you would have said the last couple of years, the Sixers have had nice teams. They've had good teams, um, but this team's better than good. Um, and a lot of the talk around Philly has been, this team's better than the 2001 team that went into the that what made it to the uh, to the NBA Finals, and I think that's true. I mean, maybe you don't have a guy quite on Allen Iverson's level. I mean, Embiid is an MVP candidate, so I don't know, but um, certainly across the board, this team's got more talent than um, than all the teams in the last five or six years. That's great. That's great, Justin. Well, uh, this is this has been great. I really appreciate you coming on here talking. Uh, uh, it's it's great to have a friend on, but also an expert on the subject. So thanks for being on today, Justin. Yeah, absolutely, Chris. Anytime. It was uh, it was good talking with you. Hopefully, we uh, we have a lot more games to uh, to talk about moving forward. Absolutely, looking forward to it.